0: groovy Hello Welcome to another edition of the Night Party Podcast Where we leave it all on the cutting room floor I'm of course your illustrious host Zach Evergreen And today we have an aspiring uh, voice actor slash podcaster Maybe we'll we'll see uh, how I manipulate him Please welcome Theodore Alexander Esquire III Hello internet <laughs> So um You... Obviously, want to do what I'm doing as a hobby and and later on a profession. I just do this to kill time because it's an excuse to get drunk and watch movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, we happen to both work at Jim Mitchell's Bruco and uh, we. I'm I'm very new there. I, I just got you know um, uh, removed from another place. Now I'm back at Jim Mitchell's. And uh, we were talking about movies and kilts and D and D, and all of a sudden, we—I'm uh, like, "Wow, well, you do voice acting? Oh, that's awesome!" So I'm like, "Well, dude, you got to be on a podcast at least, just to
1: like break break the uh, hymen, if it were." <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, no, I've been looking into it for a long time. I got out of it because real life, you know, gets in the way, and yes. you know, everyone's like, "Don't be an actor; that's not a reliable career." Fuck you, Jack.
0: Yeah, that's why. Uh, that's why I got out of um, being a rock and roll star is because, as Grace Slick said, anyone over forty does not belong on stage. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, great suggestion. Uh, you, we were bullshitting about movies, and you brought up *Le Pacte de Lou*,
1: and I'm like. You've seen this movie. There was a lot of crossover in that conversation about weird movies that I think you and I may be the only two people who have ever seen.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, honestly, I know a couple of people that, that have weird, uh, cause I mean, we're the same age. We're both yeah. in our four, early 40s. Yeah. And I always say, uh, with the last of the Gen Xers and we grew up on VCRs and NESs mm-hmm. and, um, like, a lot, back in the day, when you'd go to Blockbuster or whatever, there were bargain bins, and, and you would know movies that no one else knew. And, you know, uh, even later mm-hmm. on, I mean, they're still there, but they're just not as prevalent. Sure. Is when, like, say, a video store, like Hollywood Video would go out of business. They had, like, a bin for, like, $2, and they were just—the pre the, the old
1: rentals would just be the, in there. For fucking sale, I have a couple of movie cases that are just the blue and gold with the white and the type Hell on the back. Hell yeah. Some of which contain the movie that w- came in them, and some Dude, of which it, don't our next merchandise i'm going to make the uh blockbuster
0: video with the ticket but it's going to say knife party pod be kind rewind that's nice. going to be our next t-shirts yeah <laughs> at least i'm working on it i'm working on it. i'm trying to find a company uh i only do good gear speaking of good gear if you would like to have good gear If you would like to request a movie and be on the show and everything else, you have to join our Stop the Bike, Stop the Bike Tour at $20. Shout out to some of my members like Nick Neo and also H1N1 Zombies. At $5, I got five kids to feed. Not only will you get the show early and often, commercial free, except for these live reads, but you will also get our new show that's coming out season two, which is like three. It's actually as this record is probably already out. And that would be Knife Party After Dark. Very interesting show. It's um, shit. I've learned more about people I've worked with for years on this podcast. And I'm like, what the fuck? You are married? What the fuck? This happened? So it's very interesting. And also, of course, uh, Slime Wreck as they go. But it's going to replace that. And then at the I'd buy that for a dollar. If you're an Apple user, I am sorry to tell you you're fucked. I spent two days working on trying to get our show on Apple. And it just ain't going to happen. The lady I was on the phone with said she doesn't even use Apple products. She uses Samsung. I, I'm no bullshit. Apple sucks. If you're on Apple, no offense to you. Um, if you're on, I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm just. I do what I'm told, man. My ex-wife bought a couple of phones. I said, okie dokie.
0: Yeah, if but I'm just saying, as uh, if you're trying to do anything, they want your credit card information, they want this and that, and then you go, hey, we're not going to be on Apple. So if you have an iPhone, I recommend going to the $1 Patreon. Yes, I'll buy that for a dollar. You get everything two weeks early, and you get to get, also get our uh, Power Glove podcast, our retro video game podcast, it's a lot of fun. We talk Skyrim, Pokemon, Zelda, all that other good stuff that we grew up on. Okay. That being said, let's get into La Pacte de Lou, uh, uh, other otherwise known as the Brotherhood of the Wolf. Mm-hmm. So uh, this movie came out in 2001, and I have some fun facts here. I'm just on their um, Rotten Tomatoes, just to not mispronounce their names. I actually do know a lot about this movie because I was, I had a friend who was obsessed with this movie when it came out. Mm-hmm. So this movie came out. It's opening weekend matched up. Now, I don't know if exactly Lord of the Rings Fellowship opening weekend, but it was still in the theater. It was in that month for sure. It was in that month. So but this, only in
1: indie theaters.
0: So this movie bombed. Uh, well, it didn't bomb bomb because it wasn't like French movies do very well here anyway. But for, right. But when you have an action swordplay medieval monster movie, like all these genres put together and, and you also have Lord of the Rings- People are going to get confused. sure, Big time. It's kind of like the... uh, um, I always have this theory where movies come out around the same time. For instance, um, Empire Strikes Back came out the exact same time as Dune. Dune bombed, even though it's a way better movie than Empire Strikes Back. Dante's Inferno and uh, Volcano, both about a volcano, came out the exact same time.
1: Yeah. Sometimes it's just an idea's time to come around and you have to be really strategic. That's why you'll see a... For a movie, and then they'll just pull it way the fuck back for release, so it doesn't compete against a similar theme. The or, The Illusionist and um, uh, the Prestige, movie. yeah, the Prestige and The Illusionist came out the exact same time. One bombed, one did really well. So I like them both, but I, I did call, very different movies. I call this the
0: Volcano Theory. Uh-huh. Uh, also, too, you had um, you had Craft, and there was another movie came out like, and it was exactly the same. And we're talking Schoolgirl outfits and everything, mm-hmm. but it was more like sexy. And that movie bombed, and uh, no one's even ever heard of it. I even forgot what it's called. I have called. no idea what you're talking but about. All, it was all crap for but me. The main, oh, fuck yeah. The Fucking Knuckles on I that one. I
1: became a witch the day after, for sure. So did I!
0: Anyway, blessed be. Uh, then you also have, of course, Deep Impact and Armageddon, which are clearly two giant different movies, but with the same premise. Mm-hmm. Did you know that Twister? The movie Twister, right? Yeah came out there was another movie call, that came out the same like time frame like within the same month called Tornado uh, explanation point. Guess who it starred? I don't know. Er, Ernie Hudson, aka um the the Black Ghostbuster and Bruce Campbell. And it was the exact same premise. Exactly. Like to was, the team. And it was just called Tornado. It was called Tornado Explanation Point. Oh, oh nice. Yeah of course. And it even had the same thing. All right let's talk about who's in this movie. But foist, we always have to go to the evergreen tomato scale on Rotten Tomatoes. This got a 73 audience score 78. What would you score this movie at now as just a fine line? So, you know, 70 exactly is 2001 Space Odyssey. 80 exactly is Event Horizon. 90 exactly. Yes. And 90 exactly would be for us around Jurassic Park. Okay. So that's kind of our scale. Right, so like you know how Rotten Tomatoes goes sixty or above is fresh, and everything else is is certified rotten. Rotten, yeah, sure, yeah. So we do certified dull or certified sharp. So that's just kind of like what I told you is just kind of like a good way to base your judgment. So oh, what would your you give my
1: theme? That took me about twenty minutes. Thank you for that edit. Um, probably but, us. we don't edit. This is radio. Yeah, no, I was lying. I'm just an idiot. Um, no, I probably like. 75 maybe over 85 i don't recall liking event horizon a ton i didn't dislike it i think it just wasn't my genre and i just wasn't super into the the theory i remember you don't of, like spooky and horror
0: and well and, and you don't it's you out de- of my genre you too, yeah. definitely it seems like would get into lovecraftian
1: but, Oh, i definitely am so that's like the but, lovecraftian space movie yeah absolutely i would yeah i would i would take that for sure but easily like an uh, between 75 and 85 for sure you got Great martial arts. Oh, you've yeah. got amazing costumes and French Revolution era, yep. 18th century French. Which can I get a jacket, please? Exactly, like, right now. I know, that dude. Was my fucking tricorn hats and like uh, highwayman jackets. Yeah, and the Romney the Romani fur
0: armor and shit. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So absolutely.
0: I'm gonna give this and and hear me out. I'm not giving this the best score of all time, but I'm giving it a goddamn great score. All right. It gets a scale grade because A, as you said the cinematography
1: in this is 100%, second to none. Absolutely. The cinematography in this is great. There were some choices that were made very iconically specific, and they helped really, really tell the story. Exactly. From the beast and the protagonist when he turns that yeah. part. We'll get into the plot, I'm sure, a little bit later. Yeah. But there's some part-for-part, part, like film student kind of choices that really exactly. meant something exactly. But this is
0: also its Achilles heel. It's its greatest curse. It's a glass cannon in this way because this movie does have a long runtime. Now, we we didn't notice it because we were into it, mm-hmm. but I could see how the average person would go, <sighs> because the movie really doesn't pick up until Manny's death. And that's when this movie goes, because it starts off heavy and very strong and very action and then it takes like a low and then it takes a low drive slow, into yeah.
1: suspense and mystery and intrigue is it and- is it sci is it fantasy science fiction or is it an actual yeah. story that happens and i see i watch that kind of stuff but i also really liked my dinner with andre which is a 2 hour conversation with two dudes at a restaurant and eight camera shots
0: isn't that the um that's the uh, Hitchcock film, right? Or, no, no, no. Oh, this it's is based off this that. This is then. Wallace
1: Shawn, okay. and a dude and they literally spend the whole movie talking about literally nothing. It's like if you and I uh, went to a restaurant and had beers and just talked about bullshit for an hour and a half and someone fucking filmed it, it's that. And I fucking, <laughs> love, I fucking loved it.
0: Well, I, I mean, if it's a character study, I get some people really like that. Like, for instance, yeah. I, I love Micho Black and it basically is a character study.
1: Oh, for sure. Oh, that's a good one I haven't thought of. Yeah, Joe yeah, Black's amazing.
0: Because there's no, like, it's basically a drama and then you forget at a certain point that death is there. It just becomes a drama,
1: right? You know, um, it's based off a of play, so you, I know you're really into theater, and definitely something that be contained and told in a play form, like the Hitchcocky and stuff. Yeah, I love. So I'm into the action, and it definitely picks up in a sort of volatile way as soon as Manny dies, very heroically, and it picks up in an action way that way. But there's a lot of storytelling, character development, and you get a lot of the character of France. So you you're... get a lot of the character of the religious sort of um, yeah the uh, com- uh, complex of d- d- France d- d- at the time exactly
0: this is definitely a uh, religious um, even though there is a king and stuff like Rome has got Rome Rome's, yeah, Rome's, Rome's got, got the, got the king by the balls
1: yeah for sure you're running into a lot of Catholic v Protestant stuff which they don't talk about but it's definitely in the air. So
0: because of its runtime, because of its edits, even though like it would be hard to edit out a lot of this stuff, but just because of the dialogue, some of the dialogue in here is brilliant, and some of it's like drawn out to the point where it's not needed. I, You're giving it, like a, you said, an 80 about? I was calling about an 80. An yeah, let's 80. call it that. I'm going to give it just because it's originality. It's great shooting. Like You could put on classical music and just have this on in the background, uh, like, and it would be... F- Perfect. 100%. Something from the Baroque period or slightly after. I'm going to give it an 86, which boils down to an 83, which I think
1: is a fair. So this is certified sharp at an 83. What do you say? I think that's an excellent score. Mm -hmm. I think that's an excellent score. It's obviously, like a lot of the material you've covered, is very esoteric, so you have to curve it on the scale of its specific audience appeal. Yeah. Also,
0: I'm going to say that the rewatchability isn't as high as, say...
1: You know, uh, 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 another movie that, like, for instance, Lost Boys. Sure, or something a little bit more concise with less overarching plot that's development. That's not as heavy. Yeah, it's not as heavy. You could walk and, in, and, and frankly, in English, yeah, like, you have to sit down and pay attention.
0: To this well, movie. I don't, I don't know about you, but whenever I start watching a movie with subtitles, it only
1: bugs me for the first five minutes you forget after that your brain just goes okay this is how we're doing this
0: also uh because i'm super dyslexic and and i write in my notebooks all the time and everything i mean since i've done this podcast i've done four fucking full-on notebooks front to back and i never i never written that much in my life Mm -hmm. and i still suck at spelling because when you type it looks different than when you write
1: yeah and typing doesn't matter because all the computers have spell spell check check. anyway so you can just type the shape of the word and the computer's like did you mean alimony and it's like well yes, i i couldn't enough. remember the alamo but dang, there you go but, uh, i like reading
0: subtitles when available such as this old boy or a or battle royale because i actually kind of like learn to i'm like oh that is that word has two p's in it apparently <laughs>
1: you also like for me on this side of 40 i can't fucking hear shit anymore <laughs> So, like, if it's a quiet, loud movie where there's, like, a lot of machine guns I and, know, then exactly. and then people whispering in they a dark closet, and you're like,
0: fuck your so face. I have no idea what you're saying. You're, you're saying the Inception concept. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, absolutely. And then they have giant horns.
1: And then, I really need to talk to you about something. Right. It's, it, it, go, it goes from a war scene to the war room with unnecessary ASMR. And, and then it like,
0: yeah, I was going to say the uh, NPR radio voice. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so this was rated R. Um, for strong violence nudity and gore which i didn't find this too gory
1: but i could see I disagree <laughs> I don't like it opens it opens on a scene of a woman being chased up the hill by the beast of uh, oh yeah the and french she were, gets, we should have concentrated the beast on the yeah of of Gervinon or whatever it was and then you go to a corpse with a hole, a not like a clean hole, like a gross, bited hole out of it. We'll 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 do the walk through in sure, just a sure, second. But like there's but there's a you. lot of like mutilated corpses, blood splatter. And also, the rating system is highly arbitrary.
0: Exactly. So this came out in um, this came out in 2021, but over here in the states, it was uh, early January in 2002. Uh, mm-hmm. Now you remember all of the Lord of the Rings movies were released around Christmas. That's yeah. why everyone associates the Lord of the Rings movie in Christmas. And in fact, fuck your diehards, fuck your Christmas stories. If you actually look streaming numbers, the new, at least in our age and a little bit younger,
1: the new Christmas movies
0: are. Lord, Lord, the, Lord, the Lord of the Rings series.
1: I do a 15-hour watch every year. <laughs> Me too. I'm, I'm fucking with fe- you, dude. Special features, every disc, and then I watch all the
0: special features. Exactly. I need to get mine back, but it, but they always will be on a streaming service at all times during that. Um, okay, so the runtime in this is a little long. Uh, it's about two and a half hours. The box office gross. Now, this is just USA. It's going to be really sad. Are you ready? Only 13000
1: Shut uh, Dollars? Yes. Not people who saw it, but dollars. Opening? That's abysmal. This is opening day. But also, like we talked about it, it came out in indie theaters. Yes. It wasn't in your big or whatever. It was like Roxy on the Square. And, in the Bay Area, there was only
0: Berkeley, San Francisco, and there was another place. And, um, pff, ah, man, I want to say Concord or Walnut Creek. Those are the only places I knew that were playing this movie at the time. Like, yeah. you could not find it. And then, and then even still... The theaters were empty because do you want to go see a movie you never heard of or Lord of the Rings? Now, if you were following, and the internet wasn't like it was today. Oh, by any people means, people were at this time still getting off the morphine drip of AOL and discovering, yes. you know, Yahoo and and Netscape and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, so it wasn't like you could be in a community like I am now and go, oh, this like a little while ago, like Terrifier. Was, is one of the best slasher movies ever, had zero advertising. Mm-hmm. It was just word of mouth
1: on, online, right? Yeah, we were still in the land of message boards if you were super esoterically into whatever yeah. topic it was, like the French, the French message board, and it had like Not only that, if you whatever. wanted
0: to actually find out about this movie, chances are you actually had to speak French, right? Yeah, I don't remember
1: how I heard of it when it came out. Like, I do. I was going to college, like people knew what was up. But.
0: I, I found out about this on a Final Fantasy fucking fan site. No bullshit. All right. I might have to close the door. I can hear a little bleed through, but it doesn't matter right now. Um, Okay, so let's talk about who's in this. Uh, We have Sam Lee... uh, uh, Biham B-I-A-G-N? Byam? And uh, he plays our hero. Um, You know, he's the knight in the uh, uh, original version, but they call him um, Jean Francais in the American version, which is hilarious. We have uh, Mike... Okay, this is... I'm going to butcher all these names. I apologize. De Satios as Manny, but he also played um, as the Crow. I'm pretty sure he was a stunt double. I'm actually going back to look at what he's in, because he's the only guy that you'll know. He's in One Night at Bangkok, John Wick 3, Cradle to the Grave. So he's been in a lot of stuff. And he looks very, very Native American, but I'm pretty sure he is not... Yeah, he's Hawaiian, so he's Samoan. That makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because he's that in-between of like... Yeah. Yeah, it
0: could be either. (laughs) Exactly. We also have uh, my favorite... I'm not going to say scream queen, but let's say female actor at the time until uh, Catherine Isabel, call me 707-373-6567. until she came along out of Canada. But uh, Monica Belushi, I first saw her in um, Dracula 1992. Brian Stoker's directed by Oliver Stone. Um, sorry, um, not Oliver Stone. Fucking Coppola. Coppola. Sorry. I. Sorry. Anyway, uh, and then and uh, in, in she plays one of the brides, and she's fantastic. Her husband, believe it or not is actually in this too, Vincent Castle. Y- you pronounced it differently though. Cassell. Cassell. Yeah, I always thought it was Castle. That's because you're not French. I know, I'm not. (laughs) So he's been in a lot of movies, and um, he played, like, D'Artagnan, Three Musketeers. In in, what version? What year? The one you think. The one that came out. uh, Oh, no, shit. This is recent. 2023. What the fuck? Okay, that
1: makes that. Oh, 23.
0: Yeah, he's been in a So that's not out yet. He's been in a lot of movies. I know him from this. He's also in Black Swan. I do remember from that. Uh Uh-huh. Um, he's in, uh, one of the, have you ever heard of the 10 movies you never should watch Uh, as a list? No, he's in one of them called irreversible. It actually stars, um, uh, him and Monica Belushi. It starts off with him beating somebody to death with a fire extinguisher. That's the first scene, and it's one of the most gruesome scenes you'll ever wow, see. that's a lot. Because it doesn't... It's not like he just hits him once or twice. It's like a three-minute scene of this guy oh, getting... Oh, man. But it, then you learn that it turns out because this dude raped Monica Belushi at the very beginning, right, which right. is the end of the movie. Right, right. He,
1: er, he earned his yeah, he, yeah,
0: Yeah, he gets his comeuppance because that rape scene is brutal, too. So anyway, it's on the top list of movies you should never see. It's up there with, like, Dead Girl... Um, and a uh, uh, fucking um, Serbian film. The only movie on that list that anyone's ever heard of was like uh, fucking Human Centipede because it was so yeah. just dumb. That yeah. that
1: was unnecessary.
0: That movie is unnecessary, but it's hilarious to watch at least once because you could yell at the camera and go,
1: that's not even possible.
0: <laughs> By the way, number three is hilarious. I recommend everyone watch Human Centipede 3 because it is fucking so Self-aware and anyway, but let, let's get into this movie, shall
1: we? Yeah, yeah, right, right now. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> That's the episode. Just us doing. To, uh, be to be fair. To be fair. To be fair.
0: Fuck, that, that was better. even better. <laughs> that was better. God, <laughs> fucking damn it. Fucking damn it. So, besides just being a love letter to. Like, there's a lot of video game references and D&D references and things like that. But this also is a love letter to a lot of people that love movies. This movie starts off almost exactly like Jaws, where we have our single girl being killed by this monster and mm-hmm. we don't see it. And it's even at a top to bottom level. I just noticed after re-watching this. Now, obviously, in the past year since I've been watching movies for and for fucking three months of it for a real living. Mm-hmm. Thanks guys, you fucking paid my mortgage. Um, And my kitty's food. So, it starts off with this monster attack, right? And then, and, and it's brutal, it's devastating, and it's shot in this great way, we we're talking about the cinematography, where mm-hmm. it goes like in slow motion, it will stop, and do like, so you could take like a breath, and yeah. then boom, you see it smash and it goes back to normal. And it's really cool. And then we kind of get an overdub of, like, you know, there's, you know, the beat this takes place. And the overdub is coming from uh, the Marquise, mm-hmm. which is—
1: um, the, Now, you were talking about the French Revolution Go. Right. So, this—the narration of the background of the story is telling this story to us from the future— where he is an aristocrat about to walk down a very uh, long short, uh, long walk off a short pier. He's going uh, to the gallows. So to say, yeah, he's going to the gallows. And he's in his, his office under candlelight writing, and he's narrating the events of this thing that happened when he was really young. Um, and that puts it at about, because I don't think they say, I think they say when the beast attack happens, they say, the name of the town, which I should have remembered how to pronounce when we were watching that Uh, whole thing, but did not. Yeah. G uh, something. uh, uh,
0: Let's see. The Beast of Gévenet. Yeah, I believe that sounds right. And that takes place in 1752? 1754. Four. 1754. But that's
1: the only image that they put on the screen of like dates. Yeah. And this is the French Revolution, which I think they make a sort of assumption that the audience knows since it is French.
0: I always take note of how long the movie goes for. For instance, Terminator 1 is... Three days mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right This movie Takes place In the scale Of three weeks Just about
1: mm, It takes place Longer than that Because there's A six month period Remember that ship He was gonna be- get oh, on Oh fuck it's going Cause when he's Talking to that guy He's like Look there's a ship Leaving for Africa In six months You can be on it If you want mm. And he's at the dock When the plot changes You're right And he has to go back So it takes the place The majority of the movie Takes place in a Three week period though Most of the action Takes place within Three sewn up weeks worth of time but there are some and more, then there's, there's a, some longer there's gaps a lapse cuz the hunter yeah. has to come yeah and so they send for him that's been some weeks yeah you're right and then between the hunter and the and the conversation where they do the big demonstration that's every a good, week if not more I, i've
0: noticed this a lot of period pieces do the long burn whereas like modern action like say like your John Wick is like under a week yeah you know or in, in every horror movie is usually me. in a 24 hour period
1: if not like an evening.
0: Yeah, exactly. And to be honest with you, I usually like. Well, I mean, I'm more prone to horror and sci-fi. I really do like the uh, um, emergence and the the feeling of okay, quick, quick, the quick, feel, quick. The quick, feeling quick. of urgency. Yeah, urgency. That's the word I was looking for. And and like those kind of movies. That being said, a well-told story. Just like any D&D campaign or any uh, JRPG that you play, if it's good...
1: You could do a long burn, right? If it's if it's good, it's good. And they do a couple of things to sort of help you with that because you'll notice there's a couple of scenes of exposition, yeah. Where like the Italian woman comes in when he's in the prison, and she's just like, "This is a lot of detail that you didn't get from the rest yes. of the movie, but this is what's happened over the last like, I don't know, it was like a long time, like eighty years or something, or like fifty years. Like this is what's happening with the church. Yeah, this is why this town is doing this, and like all. all that. And,
0: and the cool thing is that uh, because the scene. Um, sorry, the movie itself is shot so beautiful; it really doesn't need a uh, montage of like the characters doing it. Her just sitting down and explaining it works, right? You can you can be told
1: that part of the story by a because character because we've already learned
0: so much anyway,
1: right? And so we're actually in the perspective of the protagonist at that time, listening to this being untold and watching his face express. Yeah, be, well, in between getting poisoned. Um watching his face expressed his sort of shock or surprise or you the know, or his realization of the unfolding of that. Another disaster. really
0: cool part of this scene, and I don't know if you notice that, the more she tells him, the sicker he gets. Now, obviously he's being poisoned. She even mentions it before she foreshadows this about how do French wives get their husbands to stay home.
1: Oh yeah. They she does poison do that their drink no, every totally
0: day. other scene. But the cool thing about this is as she's telling him the truth that he already knows. He gets sicker and sicker and he gets sicker. Sick and a parallel, now, yeah. obviously, it's the poison, but as a film, like a cinephile, I, I would say filmmaker, but I've only made two movies and they were garbage and they never saw the light of day. And uh, anyway, um, I like that because her words are themselves poison.
1: Right. Right. And right. I, tru- I think that's, the, that's the, a theme throughout the, the, that that some, yeah. some truth is poisonous and some poisons need to be used in order to... greater good in order to expunge the other truth.
0: Another thing about this is this one is one of the only movies um, that the the main character is not like a hero or an anti-hero. He's an empath. Here's what I mean. Every person he comes in contact with, he either absorbs something from... Or mirrors. Or mirrors. Uh Exactly. Manny. The whole relationship with Manny. Once Manny disappears, he kind of takes that in. Same thing with Monica Belushi, the witch's character. They have a weird relationship where we don't know that she's an agent of the church. We just think she's some Romani prostitute, like, um, you know, a truth if you will. The, the Italian?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think we notice her as Italian at least the whole time. No, but we don't know she's an agent of no, the oh, Vatican. We, no, we have none of that. We have none of that. But she's clearly uh, in a position of power because she talks about collecting secrets. Yes. She's not... She's a spy by expression. She's not whorishly dressed Her yeah. shit is nice Like you run into everybody on opioids Laying around yeah. in big piles With like lazy eyes rolling around she, she It's would, very like You said the music is creepy Yeah And the music theme changes Yeah When you're in her chambers also To something a little Italian, bit more Italian-, Italian type theme too Right They play her theme The music the character themes for each of the pieces of music is really thoughtfully done. You're right.
0: It seems like just like pro wrestling, every character has their kind of theme. Like Manny oh, 100%. Devin. Manny has that his, tribal...
1: like, And his is vastly different from anybody else because yeah. he's outside of European influence in that way. And
0: also, too, there's a scene where um, when we see uh, the knight and the main um, female uh, uh, protagonist, when they're together, they have their own theme together. Right. You have a couple's theme. You have a single theme. Which is, um, again, a, a tip of the hat to not only old school cinema, but again, the director of this movie, his name escapes me at this point. I'm sorry, you could look it up. I can barely pronounce the name anyway. Was a huge fan of video games and RPGs and D&D and all the stuff. And in JRPGs, they always have a theme that changes if someone's in the room or someone's not in the room. And then film did adopt this but not quite like that it is in Hero JRPGs. Usually
1: there's just a reoccurring theme. Yeah, this This much more mirrors what happens in musical theater or old opera. Yeah. Or the vaudevillian style you know, plays. Actually,
0: you know what? I can't name a movie where they do this really well. In the uh, first Terminator, the da dun dun dun, dun that, mm-hmm. that theme is throughout the whole thing, Yeah, but it changes when Kyle Reese and um, Sarah Connor together. It's a piano theme. It's the same theme, but, but it's, it's because different instrumentation, and it doesn't seem as grim because even though it's the same
1: melody, it, the beat isn't as like right. you know isn't forceful. dark and like lower chorded. Exactly, it's on a higher chord. It has the different pitch scale. Yeah, and it's more. It's more of it it's, still a, it's has, more melodic. Yeah, so, it's so creepy. so it, it 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 has a
0: somberness to it mm-hmm. rather than a like you said sense of urgency and everything else like that. Right. The score, the cinematography, the sh- location shots. The costume, everything in this movie is fucking worth watching. If you haven't seen, by the way, it's only two dollars on Amazon to rent. So, uh, good luck trying to find it on DVD
1: because I saw a lot, but they're used, and I don't even know. uh, My copy is a bootleg from Korea. Okay, (laughs) you know, we can't all be perfect. Right, right, right. No, but like that's what I'm saying. Just just to sort of express its rarity. Like I was like, oh, I'll just buy a DVD. You know, like a fucking normal person.
0: Yeah. So, um, here we go. We start off with this Jaws scene. And like I said, there's a lot of Jaws elements. So, this lady gets killed. But meanwhile, we see our two protagonists, uh, uh, Jean-Francois, or sorry, not Jean-Francois, sorry, the Uh knight and Manny are... we it's in pouring rain and this this uh old man and his daughter are being attacked by what you said cross dressers i don't know what they they were
1: f- all in theatrical makeup they all had powder white makeup and yeah. they all had what looked like red cheeks which means and one and one of them was in a like geisha kind of look a, like a cap like a like yeah. a women's cap and a dress like these weren't robes they were clearly dressed up either for the purpose of this ambush or some kind of theatrical oh, production
0: okay or
1: I read it wrong, and they were the aristocracy, because it's French, right? So it's French, it's 18th century mid, they're going to have makeups on for being those kind of people. But a couple of them were dressed straight up like women. So So I feel like there's a part of that edit, even though we watched the director's cut, where we don't see what their deal was. Well, this movie
0: is so fucking long that there could have been a whole backstory behind that. Yeah, there's got to be some shit you just got to cut out. So... But these, they're clearly villagers. These two highwaymen decide to save the day because this woman is getting kicked around and her old dad. So they come down and like they they are unarmed and these guys attack with their stabs. Manny comes down and makes short work, about six of them. Oh, yeah, six to eight, yeah. Easy. And like I said, this came out at the same time as The Matrix. This came out at the same time as um, Lord of the Rings. Nothing against that. The fight scenes in this are clean. Mm-hmm. They look really good. And most important, they look gritty. They, the, do, they do, every
1: hit looks like it connects. Right, it's planned. It connects, and the cinematography serves the martial arts. Yeah, it doesn't cover it up or recreate it differently. Now, and, and this is not. This is a stylistic difference because this is not a knock. The Matrix was a fine film. No, it's great. I have some other bullshit to say about the fucking rest of them, but the first one was a real clean, interesting short story with yes. interesting... And the first one's fantastic. ...new exotic effects. They were trying something new and they accomplished really great leaps in technology and that's what the movie was about. <laughs> yeah. This movie time, was about the story of the Bullet Time men. was
0: invented for that movie. Oh, 100%. And then... Video games picked it up, and now it's synonymous, but everyone knows who's our age goes, yeah, that's
1: Matrix shit. That's Matrix Tech. Yeah. This didn't use that. It used its own (coughs) techniques. We talked about the freeze framing, which they don't do in the fights with people as much. They They do it it during the the chase scenes. Yeah. Chase scenes where, where, where the timing is a little bit more present. And I love
0: how they slow the camera down and then pick it up. They film in high speed and then slow speed, but they do it, and it's not jarring. You no, know the, the transitions are clean. Here is one of the reasons why I love this. A lot of new movies, your whole Marvel universe whatever, it's shaky cam like it puts
1: you bright, in first person perspective in a dizzying way like no. if someone was holding their yeah. camera while trying well, to be all, Captain America. Also they do
0: the whole like fight where you have one on the left and one on the right and they're always one left and one right and then they'll go up and you could see the above but it'll always go one left and one right which uh-huh. is actually something you should do in cinema. Not in a fight scene though, whereas right. this has a tripod, the camera is there shot, and then when it cuts away it'll cut back to another shot and then go back to the tripod. it's almost like there's three cameras set up and wherever they need the action to be, but it doesn't have the shaky no, we're it's shaking up the camera really
1: clean clean it's
0: yeah, and I like that because then you actually get to see how well the cinematography is, so anyway, our highway men uh go in. And um, they're here to investigate. So the knight, obviously, is a naturalist as well, uh, Francais. And uh, he is investigating these rumors of this beast. This beast is like a boogeyman. It's been killing people uh, biweekly. Um, it's it's out there. It's killing men, women, children. It doesn't care, this and that. And he was sent by the king to to figure out what the fuck's going on, right? Mm-hmm. Now he's also got his manservice, uh, Manny. There's a little cultural shock. People kind of like... They're not as bad as probably it was in real life. They give him shit for probably about 30 minutes of the show. And then after that, they kind of accept him as when they find out he's not a manservant right. and he's his own man. And he fought in that. Oh, uh, and he fought into the, uh, the the French War, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and against his own tribe and everything else like that. They kind of accept him. And then finally, the prostitutes accept him when they see his fucking his spirit animal, which is cock.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that scene. Um, yeah, he's got you know tan. He's barely got any hair. You know they've been dealing with Frenchmen their whole life. He's definitely a very different piece of meat.
0: Our other characters is we have um, we have the whole aristocracy family, including a uh, the the father S- S- uh, fucking what's his
1: name? I'll look it up. Sardi uh, or their dad. Their dad. I, he's their dad. I don't. I never got his name.
0: So um, and and anyway, the father has two kids. He has the love interest, which they only say her name a couple of times. Mary ma- Is it really? They say it a bunch of times. Maybe it was just so fucking plain, I just didn't grasp on it.
1: Anyway. They, well, and they call her the lady of whatever house yeah, they supposed to be exactly. of, which I'm, I really should have written it down, but... but Whatever, Marianne's last name, which is the last name of of Vincent Cassell's and the dad's name. Yeah. But they say Marianne, and I remember because there's that scene in the end in the final confrontation where he just yells her name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so, look. It's so striking. It's what my deal is it's it's so strikingly different from the dub as to the French expression of those words. Mm. That it just annoyed Do, me that I remembered the line so much. Because I've saw i seen this, I think, a few more times than you have, and more recently probably. than you might have. Yeah, Because I just got the DVD within the last five years.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen this movie since I lived in downtown Palos. so that was like 2010. I haven't seen this movie in like 13 years. <clears throat> also, I didn't have this uh, edit, so we watched the... As in case you're wondering, we watched the... Um, Subtitled all in French version, uh the two hour and twenty-two minute, which is now the American theatrical version is a lot different. I've seen scenes I didn't even see before, and I'm like, that wasn't the original. And you're like, Oh well, I guess I have the you know, like you probably I was
1: very confused when he was like, That's not I'm like, this is one of my favorite scenes. So I guess I'm just an elite French movie watcher with a snobby nose. No, no no you could
0: you know what there's no there's no schnapps here on the knife party there's just the experienced and there we're getting there right <laughs> so um they the, the two the two kids right you have Marianne who is a love interest of not only one person we're gonna find out later but uh, uh, after you know after asses were handed to him uh, that's when they go to the castle blah 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 Manny by the way I just the reason why I brought it back a little bit is there's this girl this brunette that is going to be a major focus in this and they have like kind of a look and it's kind of a um foreshadowing of their destinies are connected Mm -hmm. hence him saving her which there is a conspiracy later on in this movie this could be part of it or this could just be randomized anyway so Marianne is uh has caught the eye of um of uh um that Fransac yeah thank you the chevalier yeah there you go and uh and, you know, he's kind of hitting on her And the Marquise is around And he, the Marquise is not only the narrator But he's also in the movie And he's kind of like a funny jackass He actually becomes a hero later on mm-hmm. But at first he's just like the level
1: 3 bard That's in your party Yeah, he's, he's kind of an impressionable youth I would call him at that, at that point
0: But then we get to meet our main heavy Jean-Francois who is played by Vincent Cassel or whatever, however you said Vincent Castles as I always say. Uh, I, don't even nod your head in disgust at me.
1: He just I did that. Know,
0: say it did however you, you want. Did you guys hear at home that nod at <laughs> disgust? Deri- my
1: derisive eye roll he, of he, mispronouncing he someone's fuck, name.
0: I'm telling you, I, I heard it audibly. I saw it in my periphery, but I heard it in the <laughs> headphones, particularly the left one. So this guy is an arrogant, pompous, ass. Think about the movie Patriot, the bad guy from that, but younger, drunker and more party.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, he's French. He's the most French of all the Frenchmen in the film.
0: This is true. Minus uh, his right arm. So we find out that he's kind of a naturalist of himself. He's kind of like the great white hunter, if you will. He goes to Africa a lot for we don't know for sport or what, but to hunt Mm -hmm. animals. That's like kind of his deal.
1: Yeah, they illustrate him. They present him as like a trophy hunter, yeah. with a huge, with a huge ego,
0: yeah. And uh, I kind of, I really like his character so much because he, not only is he a believable heel from the get, you're like, that's a bad guy.
1: That yeah, what, whatever's happening, it's because there's, there's the main plot. He's the of, heavy of the beast and all that. But there's this, there's the romantic entanglement. And you socialist don't
0: even, you don't even think they're connected subplot. at first. Like when you first watch this, you're like, that guy's gonna be a part of something, right? I don't even know if it's going to have to do with the beast. This might have an ABC plot, and it does. Right.
1: It does, but it seems like very B plot stuff, but a good one.
0: A good one. So now we see uh, them all at dinner, and, uh, and then, you know, the night goes, you know, there's been rumors of this furry fish, da-da-da, and he goes, I got it, and he shows him this taxidermy thing of the fish. Uh, Manny brings it over. Manny's not allowed to sit at the table. He's got to be at the little kid's table, and- uh, they're like, wow, we've never seen such a trial. And then Jean-Francois goes, it's a fake. And he goes, actually, you're right. It is a fake. And they're like, and then Marianne goes, are you to tell me that this is a metaphor that you think our beast is fake? And he goes, I'm not saying it's not. But I'm not
1: saying it is but either. But I'm not saying it is either. I'm here to investigate. So we really good, a glimpse of his personality of being investigative. And I think I said this. Inquisitor. One, Inquisitor, right. In the beginning of the film, investigative, um, investigative, uh procedure is very 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 different this is a period when we're not you quite you can't have an opinion touching dead bodies is real oh, no yeah. no the forensic sciences are kind so of
0: that's new what, They're yeah they they were very very new we were talking about while we we're watching this um sleepy hollow yeah the bike bike mark measurements and this and that and also just touching a body in general was a big no-no especially in any religious community oh, yeah,
1: we're not autopsying anybody like yeah he was lucky he got to touch it exactly you could do cause of death
0: by visual, and you could look, and of course- She's you,
1: dead, all right. Everybody move
0: along. Usually, it would be, and this is only for aristocracy, the- uh, not taxidermist, sorry, the undertaker would usually tell you the 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 cause of death. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, this man was clearly shot, and it sisted over, and he died. Yeah. And I want to make him, But they didn't actually have on the site forensics. Oh, absolutely not. And they definitely didn't have corners. It was dead dude- Get the meat wagon, undertaker, say your prayers, in the ground you go.
1: Yeah. I think death was also at the time largely too common for you to be like, I wonder what happened to this guy. Exactly. <laughs> Who cares? I have to drop another baby no, what, on the carpet.
0: What did they say? Like <clears throat> your average couple would have five
1: babies, but only two would survive? That sounds right. It sounds like what people say. I don't know I'll how learned that I those wasn't there. statistics are A little bit more apocryphal than we than we think. We just have this singular perception of death being everywhere. Smell was bad. We're also not counting, and everyone was illiterate.
0: We're also not counting miscarriages because miscarriages happen a lot just naturally. Mm -hmm. But back then, because of malnourishment and because women had to do a lot of things like the okay, the twentieth and twenty first century was the first time where women had to do a lot more than what they did back in the 16 17 1800s work mm, if you were an aristocracy to. you had to work you did other people's laundry you sold your own piss that was a that was actually a mm-hmm. thing that women did you tended to animals you were burning calories mm-hmm, unless mm-hmm. you're and then for the nuclear family that kind of ended you just reared children and and cleaned house and cooked my dream job and then um <laughs> And then now it's it's like kind of back to where it was, except for everyone sits at a desk or does their job up Zoom. But back in the day, there was a lot of miscarriages because there was a lot of physical activity that women oh, sure. would have to do. You just work until a baby comes out, or you seen perfume. Oh man, that's a good one. That's a film. You're the only person I know that's interested in doing this. So when I review it, I will do it with you. Oh,
1: I'll happily come back. I absolutely love that film.
0: After this they actually go on their first uh like they do the forensic thing and this scene also is borrowed from jaws almost exactly like where there's the the birds around the body this not the only difference is in jaws is only one arm this is a whole body but uh, we we I swear to God, there are so many Jaws references to this where they're like, oh, it must be this. And then they're like, no, he he says, no, it's actually probably this. And then, of course, the higher ups are like, frump, frump, frump,
1: frump, frump, frump. We can't let yeah. the public know about this. Frromp, right. frromp, keep, frromp, yeah, frromp. Keep, it, keep it down. Yeah. And then it's also because of God or the devil.
0: So eventually he gets um, our knight, Francais, it gets a book. It's a red book. And mm-hmm. this will be a reoccurring theme and uh, he says you know they're sending over a hunter the king's sending over a hunter and the hunter comes in and the hunter is like look i'm gonna take care of this problem just like your furry fish i'm going to kill something and you're going to make it a monster i'm going to present it to the king and i think we'd Mm -hmm. all do well of
1: just saying hey that's the monster Right, they have a whole confrontation in the bath where the hunter is sitting there, and he confronts him, he's like, you know there's no beast, right? Or He's like, you know it's not a wolf, right? And he's like, I think it would be best if we all did what we're fucking told, right? Exactly. You may the king
0: says if it's a wolf,
1: then it's a wolf. It's a fucking wolf. Yeah, it's a lot of like, hey, I know you're good at your thing, but you need to shut the fuck up right now.
0: Yeah, this is a we'll all benefit, and this will go away, almost like he knows what's going on, but that's foreshadowing, or it's ignorance. We don't know yet. Now we go into um, Fronsek, finally meets the gypsy lady, um, Monica Belushi's character, who is doing Tara. And then he walks in, they're at like this um, brothel, and the brothel is super accurate to times. If you watch this, like the titties been, are real. Been, they're been not to a lot fake. of those brothels, have you? No, what I mean is <laughs> you, you will see that there's like all
1: the women look natural. They don't look like. Oh, yeah. They're doing. They're not. I think Hollywood's been out of the sort of fake tit game for a while or I lo- I watch a lot of genre and period pieces not
0: the superhero movies dude they're no, all, not those movies they're no. fucking made of I guess, pla- so I
1: guess that's my point that I, I watch a lot it's of period even, pieces you know what's funny it's not even plastic anymore it's
0: all CGI they just like wear like a green like tidy suit and then Is they that just true yes dude that's, it's so much easier to wild. film uh, Superwoman flying through space Having awesome tits. Oh, you're not when not, it's just her so, head. So I'm sorry,
1: not nude scenes, but like in their in their super suits. Yeah, right. Yeah, but no, in I'm this,
0: I mean, we got saggy titties, we got hairy vagges. It's great.
1: I love it. It's, it's very, natural it's, look uh, and period appropriate.
0: Period appropriate. Not only that, the music is period appropriate, and then we see there's a great reveal where we see her to the back, um, uh, and then um, Francaz walks in and she like talks as if she's already expecting him. And he's already intrigued. They have like a really cool looking sex scene. I don't mean like hot, sexy, boner inducing, but I mean just like
1: it's creepy. It's it's very artfully done. This is yes. a this is a Taste filmmaker tastefully done. This is a filmmaker's film. Like there's very very few things like oh this accidentally happened. No way. Yeah. Everything is a choice, and everything. And it was the amount of sort of sensuality I just, appropriate.
0: I just thought of a word. Ready? Comic book
1: Kubrickian meaning. Okay. It's, I know. I feel that. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Because it's like. It's if the got, comic book panels were painted by. Like, Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Like it, Stanley Kubrick if he lived in the the, like the French yeah, Revolutionary period. The, exactly. The lighting on a lot of the stills. And the
0: action and everything else. Because Kubrick never did action this way. He did like split second, like it's mm-hmm. in your mind, Hitchcockian stuff. Mm-hmm. But this is very much like that. So anyway, they hook up and she starts kind of like telling him his future if you will now at first you're like oh this is a stupid like weird goth like witch bitch but then later on we actually get to know why she knows all this stuff Mm -hmm. uh she actually if you haven't seen this already and we're already almost 50 minutes deep she is actually working or at least we think she's working for the pope now the pope is trying to and the king are trying to squash this beast because the king wants it squashed because it's fucking up his reputation now that book that was released we find out it was illegal because that was actually written by the Pope and they wanted to get rid of it but then the people that are controlling this beast excommunicated them themselves and went rogue. Right, right, And now it cannot using, be stopped. They're
1: using the book as their as their manifesto. Exactly. And it's going against the, they the king the, yeah. and the church. So it's kind of like Helter
0: Skelter was the song written by the Beatles, and they were being controlled by the Beatles, and then Charlie Manson took over, and then the Beatles no longer mattered. And now it's right. about a
1: race war. And now it's about something else. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, and I like what they do, if I could cut in for just a second. Oh, of course. With, with what they're doing with our Italian woman is that the tarot reading scene and all of the musical notes and all of the dream sequence in the next section where where we're in the brothel. Oh, and by the way, the snow cutaway, that's so good. Excellent stuff. It seems very... Um, Supernatural Like she's doing Actual magic And then we do find out Much like A lot of things In the rest of this movie There's this whole like Ooh it's magic And nope It's just a lot of people Who have secret information That you don't You
0: know another thing too That you bring that up um, Notice whenever She's in the scenes the seams seem darker like she's never in broad daylight even at the end when no she gets a revenge it's like overcast cloudy uh-huh. blue and black yep she By the way, she has
1: a theme they have yeah. lighting themes for the characters yes. and their emotional context so uh, did you notice that
0: all of manny's scenes there's always fire around him and there's very orange and red and brown there's lack of blue even oh when he, that's super interesting and then when you see um when you see her it's all grays purples darks uh-huh. right and then when they're in the castle, it's always brightly lit. Mm-hmm. Like never is it ever dark in the castle.
1: No, 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 it's it's very uh, exposed. Thank you. It's exposed in the light of every, this is what everyone sort of sees. And here goes another thing
0: probably, I just realized when we were talking about themes, is when you have all three characters together. Who M- Manny, uh, Fronsac and, and Maria and, and Marianne Marianne yeah. sorry uh. whenever they're together it's very gray and Ivy-ish and it's usually in that like that fallen ruin they rarely meet up outside of uh, that the
1: three of them share that
0: space, space. space. Yeah. yeah that's like that's like the space of like that's their safe point that's their their <laughs> their the respawn point yeah yeah exactly because until the end when you see the final battle, where you actually see that scene, is dark. It's always lit in this weird
1: kind of like mid morning, light dappled mid morning. W-
0: yeah, misty, exposed but mystical, and very in uh, a lot, and I mean a lot of of stone and ivy. So very green, very blue, very but. It's almost like this movie is telling its story with colors and music, like just like the shots are. This, Like I said, I cannot kiss this movie's ass so much about how it's shot. It's mm-hmm. beautifully shot.
1: Yeah. Like, the the thoughtfulness that goes into the decisions that are made about um, lighting and um, the costume choices and the musical, the themes in this movie. And the we facial, were talking about you could play yeah, this on mute with some music. Exactly. And it would be good and you would still get a very large portion of the story yeah. through even um, without subtitles, yeah. We even without subtitles, yeah. It's 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 just one of those movies where it the
0: the camera itself is telling the story because the dialogue in this movie is
1: okay. It's not. There's some key lines that are fun or, oh, or, yeah. or mean a lot, but
0: the camera tells a
1: more story it's not though. Trying like too hard
0: when when Manny catches the coin and points because they were betting if she would come or not, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They that's very glossed over. Mm-hmm. But that scene is so powerful when he catches it in points.
1: You don't forget right. about that, right? It gives you a lot of indication about how much detail that character pays yeah. attention to because that's earlier on in in the film. Yeah, that's before act, the that's act one before the fight scene before the big yeah uh, royal rumble that, even, that they all have. And
0: even that, like when the girls are about to attack Manny and Manny's like what, and then he goes, I don't know. And they but it's nothing is said. It's
1: just like their facial expressions. There's, There's a large a large part. Many minutes of this movie are done in. Dialogue silence. Yeah, there. I didn't even know that was a word, but I was going
0: to say, yeah, it's um, it's all done like myself. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, anyway, we move on uh, through the movie. We get the hunters. This is again another jaw scene where everyone and their mother wants to catch this wolf because there's a huge bounty on it. And we have this big wolf off where this is the scene where they go back to their spawn point or their their base. Uh They're hanging out there while all these other hunters are going around and they're just killing tons and tons of wolves. It's very sad. Um if you have an issue with bum, animal deaths
1: on screen, maybe, yeah,
0: bums uh, bums pass. me out, <laughs> bums me out. But you know, I obviously know our animals were filmed, but still, it's a bummer scene, especially at the end when you see there's like three dozen wolves, just beautiful looking animals, just all carcasses. Yeah. And then uh, Marianne sees one and she's about to shoot, and then Fransac like grabs the gun and pulls it up, and he goes, "It's just a wolf. It's mm-hmm. not a beast." And she goes, "Well, it could have been the beast." And he goes, "No, you don't understand. It's definitely not."
1: Right, and it's also, it's is the first, I don't think it's the first time, I think there's another glimpse we get early on of a passing shot, but it's the white wolf.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, um, and this white wolf, so this is the white wolf she's about to attack, but this white wolf actually looks at Manny before, and this is kind of like his spirit animal, I guess, anyway. It definitely, totem, it definitely totem.
1: represents him throughout the movie. the movie. Like There's something that happens every time that you see the wolf. 100%.
0: And they call uh, Manny calls it his totem. Like, you know, everyone has a totem, like bull, snake, whatever. And then uh, he starts reading people's totems. And, of course, this is when Jean-Francois goes, make me a lizard so I can grow back my arm.
1: Yeah, they do this whole scene by the campfire towards the end of, I think, following the hunt. Yeah. And they go into campfire, and they basically are one of the aristocrats that works in the in the court is like you should bring your your native friend around and we'll all have some good fun with him and his wizard he, yeah d- yeah his wizard yeah because he's a sh- he's basically they illustrate that he's a a shaman in his in his tribe and so he's a man of wisdom and certain mystical talents and he basically gives them a, a soul reading which is just touching one's palm and then saying you're a bear you're a snake you're a whatever yeah um and it sort of illustrates i think a, there are several points where they illustrate these sort of Arrogance animal and commu- well, and, you, the, the, uh, col- the, colonial colonial mindset about anybody who's brown
0: well not only that but the movie is called brotherhood of the wolf and the wolf isn't even a wolf i think a lot of the things about what he says about uh people are their kind of like stands in like the kingdom of animals if it were mm-hmm. like for instance he goes you're a boar and he goes please grace and he goes a pig a bull and he goes and then he goes but that means nobility and he's a noble right and then he goes uh, snake and he goes that's to the marquis, marquise, and he goes whoa whoa I'm a snake and he goes no 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 snakes are supposed to be slow and wise so he's kind of putting out the character points now here's the thing Manny doesn't speak a word of French if I'm not mistaken in this movie
1: Manny doesn't oh no Manny says something in that gun montage Ah. but I don't know what language it's in. Yeah, because no, we it's got to be in French. Well, we don't know. I mean, it could no, he, be. No, he says it in French because the last word you said was something I recognized. Okay. Well, either way, Manny barely speaks. But he's like a Chewbacca. But we don't like, know. We, he, the, His hero understands, but no one else does.
0: But we don't know if he's fluent totally and he just chooses
1: not to. I mean, that could definitely be a thing. I really get the impression that, that he. I never get the impression that he is ignorant about yeah. sort of anything. Yeah, he's, him and, he's a him Spock and, character. Him and him and, uh, and Fronsac are, are brothers. Yeah. He says that. So it's clear that they learned about each other's cultures and made an exchange until they're practically one person, yeah which we will discuss well, so we, yes later. So, so
0: um, after this, they're like, oh, okay, we must have gotten the wolf. And then there's one more attack. And this is the attack where the child actually gets a look at it mm-hmm. and hides out. And then- She's describing it to um Sorry, um, Francis. And France, like, draw draws this thing and goes, "Did it look like this?" And it looks like a crazy, were wild boar, wolf thing. It mm-hmm.
1: looked,
0: you know, the things like <clears throat> four feet tall and nine feet long and weighs like five hundred plus pounds. And mm-hmm. you know, and they're like, they look like, and they're like, "This isn't possible. This is a child's fantasy." Da da da. Mm-hmm. At least it, that's what he's thinking. But he's open-minded about it. Now, meanwhile, Francois does, or sorry, Francois. Um, Francois not only just draws that, but he also draws the prostitute and he also draws Marianne. And uh, he's like, throughout the movie, he's kind of in a way like documenting what's going on via Mm -hmm. his drawings. And they do come back to haunt him or help him throughout the movie, which is kind of cool. Uh, Like I said, he's very... uh, uh, He's an empath. Not empathetical, but he is an empath. Like, Mm -hmm. every character around him, he kind of absorbs something from. From The Prostitute, he absorbs kind of her mysticism. Same thing with Manny. And then from Jean-Francois, he gets kind of this, like, arrogance, but also this determination later on. The rage.
1: Yeah. The rage and and revenge is reflected. Oh, yeah, most definitely. It's like
0: mere image. I'm going to fucking kill you for... we digress. We'll get we'll get there. So this is when they call in the Great White Hunter from the King, and he's like, "Make me the ta- make make this a monster."
1: Right. He kill he kills a large ish wolf and has a big like Emperor's New Clothes braid. Oh, We got it, guys. Yeah, this is,
0: this is definitely the one. And then no black. one sees it because
1: it's in a bag. And then it looks
0: like a fucking Pokemon because it's like dyed black with like red trim and yeah. Yellow he does eyes.
1: some taxidermy gone wrong for sure.
0: And then at this point, he's congratulate Fransac. Is is like, hey, you know, I know you like go hunting. There's a uh, schooner already waiting for you to go to Africa. You should probably put this behind you. Forget about Marianne. Forget about it. just take you yeah. and your Indian. Just go off. But by the way, we have a title wa- meaning property waiting for you when you right. come back. Like, let's just pluck this out of our memory. And he goes, "What's going on?" And he goes, "Well, have you seen this book?" And he hands him the red book. And he goes, "Look, here's what we can do." This book was meant to put fear in the king. It may or may not have been by the Roman Catholic Church. Right. It was to bring. It was to bring France fear back to God, to God. through exactly. fear. Exactly, and it went too far because it's like a dog, uh, an attack dog. When you said it's full and it keeps eating, mm-hmm. that's what happens to the Brotherhood, uh, the Le Pacte du. And um, now we have our wolf will sweep everything else under the rug and eventually it
1: will go away You should definitely go to Africa, bud. Yeah, it's it's We're, We insist.
0: It's it's a it's it's a mafia thing, like stick around and die or
1: take the silver or take, take the lead. Take the vacation. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Take the silver or take the lead.
0: So he's about to and especially when uh Marianne learns about his I'm not going to say infidelities because Johnny and Hota, but his relationship with Monica Belushi's character, mm-hmm. right? and uh, Vincent Castle obtains the drawings and it's both of them like rolled up together, meaning they were drawn recently. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you know, how could you, this and that. And they were planning on like meeting each other within 10 days Mm -hmm. and that's totally off the table now. So he's about to leave, and then he changes his mind. Can you take over at this part? Because I swear to God, I've only seen this part once, and I'm like, wait a
1: minute, I haven't seen this. You're talking about where they meet under the stairs before they go into that interaction?
0: Uh, Yeah, right before they go
1: on the boat. No, 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 right before they at- go on the boat, and he and he changes his mind at the last minute. So he changes his mind at the last minute because a note gets brought by, by a letter. So basically... What happens is that um, Marianne doesn't want anything to do with him because of his dalliance and whatever with the Italian woman who is the poisoner and what have you. And then she is praying in the church because she's mad at Fronsac for having a relationship with another woman. And she kneels down to pray. And our friend uh, Zardes, who um, who is the priest who's in the conclave of sort of aristocrats who are hunting this beast and trying to arrange this sort of scenario. She's, Marianne's praying. The Italian woman comes in and whispers. I love this scene, by the way. Yeah, so she whispers a bunch of stuff to her, basically she, saying like, look, Fronsac's not a bad guy. He talks, she mentions this early on, like all men talk in their sleep. Oh, she does, when and, she's meeting with Fronsac. And yeah. he
0: goes, do I talk in my sleep? And she goes, yes. But then Marianne is the only one that knows this, that she only he only speaks of her in, right. in his yes, sleep. Right, that's what
1: the Italian woman says. She comes in and says, even in the throes of sleep or, or what have you, he is only whispering one name and it's yours. And this apparently is enough to convert Marianne to to get to to stop denying him and get him back. Well, so, here's another
0: thing. It was ahead. a different time. She was aristocracy, but prostitutes. It wasn't ashamed. Well, now it's not shamed at all with the, like my free cams and cam girls because well, and and uh, or whatever, whatever the fuck it is now. I know, I know. There's like, what is it? There's um, like you're thinking of
1: OnlyFans. Ah, uh, thank you, OnlyFans. I'm gonna do one. I, you know what? I've seen some of the zeros behind those checks. I'm thinking about doing one, too. Dude, we should just do one. We'll just Only paint our with toes just... and sell pictures of our feet. No, just <laughs> you and I doing podcasts in our kilts. Right. kilt yeah. cast. Yeah, it'll be, kil- it'll be kilt cast shot from underneath. <laughs> and we paint our toenails the whole time. I love that. Okay, there we go. 100%. All million right. dollar right. idea. We Knuckles. have it here first. You can't steal it. Yeah, exactly. Knife, knife,
0: knife party exclusive. Yep. So at this point, she changes her mind, but it's kind of too late because the fate is already sealed where... Uh, France and Manny are like, we're going to get to the bottom of this because our lives are being threatened. Right. And even if we leave the ship, oh, at least this is what I got from it. The ride might be doomed.
1: Like on their way to Africa, they might just. I don't think so. I think at that. I think at that time they were safe? The powers that be believe that sending them to Africa is good enough. They really, really just want to underrug this because they haven't. Manny and um, and Frantzak haven't made any like super moves. Yeah, they've just gotten a little bit like curious. They're they're kind of independent, and I think that the that the the guy he's talking to the the liaison to the Pope or whatever where they're talking in the gardens and he gives him the red book. Yeah, I think that guy thinks that like, hey man, like, why don't you take a nice trip to Africa? We're all involved. Every yeah, like. The whole he like unlays the conspiracy without saying he's unlaying the conspiracy. But he's like, Look, this goes deeper than you might be interested in being a part of. Exactly. Why don't you just go to Africa and then take this gold and we're cool. Are we cool? We're cool, right?
0: Are we cool, bro? Oh, and by the way, forget about Marianne. Just like leave her because you're not wash our hands of the whole situation. Go meet
1: some pretty girl, like whatever, and he just you know, and it's not the and it's not the Frontzak's out of her league. He's not out of her class. He's not out of her like range to marry. Like that's I don't think that's unacceptable. It's just that she has another bruh, suitor. Um, but well, not at <laughs> well, if- first. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but at this time, but that's not why. It's just that I'm just saying it wouldn't be unnatural for them to get together. But the liaison yeah. from the from the king comes and says, "Look, buddy, take this book." Forget about it. Don't (sighs) do Marianne. Get on the boat. And then, and it's a long time. Remember, it's, he's like, there's a boat leaving in six months. I forgot it was six months because see, this is
0: the version I had. It seemed like it was going to be the next day, but- the version we watched today
1: is the director's cut. So, yeah, I, I didn't even pick up the six months. There's a lot of weird stuff that you said was not in the copy that you watched. Dude, and I'm, like, I'm telling you. That makes the story this is, make no sense. This is
0: why directors, like, usually successful directors will stick with the same editor because they have the same vision. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a death sentence when you have, like, oh, I forgot his fucking name. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. The, the guy that directed, like, uh, Robocop and Starship Troopers he hated editors because they'd fuck up his movie he'd, go,
1: he'd always say that like you're fucking up my movie like you're she- that was much more of a collaborative process i think the studio puts a puts a a, a hitter in yeah and says look we need it to be this long and we also need it to de- represent this because whatever view yep. doesn't represent the studio view." editors studios need to be a lot more of a silent partner edit- editors and fucking directors
0: hate each other Always, because of just what you said, the editor's always on side of studio, the director's usually on side of art. Right. Editors are money, money, money,
1: and directors, at least good ones, are art, 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 right? See, I don't know if that's true, I just think that... Not
0: all the time, I'm not saying it's i think a- the
1: studios hire the editor they want, but I think an editor that's already in, in line with the director ends up with a better shot.
0: Yeah, exactly, like Tim Burton uses the same editors
1: all the time. Right. And Stanley Kubrick, a consistent theme of movies.
0: Stanley Kubrick not only had his own editor, but he also had his own editor of 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 the score. Who would actually change the score at the last minute. And Kubrick would look at it and goes, you did it even better than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. So he, he had people he trusted. Yeah. It's got to be about trust. It's, it, it does. The studio heads are not in
1: the trenches. And they've Let's forgotten it, what it was like to like we, movies we a long
0: time ago. We just mentioned Lord of the Rings. Uh, Peter Jackson got to have the same editor, and there was multiple of them, mm-hmm. uh, he got to have the same editors and the same, like, you know, so it wasn't like, oh, no, I got a new guy, and this fucker's gonna ruin no, my shit. No, no
1: way. There's, there's a bit on those special features where he's just sitting in a room with a hot camera, sweating his butt off, discussing it with his editor. But Like, no, I yeah. want this over here, I want that over there. Exactly. Like, and it's it- definitely... A collaborative effort, and it comes across that way.
0: And a good editor is super important. Like I always, I always used to say this in um, the wine industry. The reason why charcuterie either way it is. The reason why a wine presentation is what what it is in a flight is because I could take, I could take raw fish and throw it against the wall and just like pour you a bowl of of uh, uh, rice and just pick up the fish and put it on your plate. It's disgusting. But if I wrap it up, and make it all nice. It's sushi. It's delicious and it looks presentation is super important. Oh yeah, De- oh definitely. You could have the best product and then have a uh, editor who's just got the studio in his ear and to make it a piece of shit fucking flaming turd. And then when you watch it though, if you're really if you're like me and really like movies, you go, that movie had so much potential. Mm-hmm. It failed. Good good
1: story, terrible execution. Exactly. Or I saw where they were going. What happened? Kind right. of thing. You made a weird change in act 3. What's that about?
0: Exactly. Uh, so um oh and another thing too this is why I really hate when movies try to do an act four but it's not a full act four, it's act like three and a half, and you're know, like
1: it's it's act like the editor got fired or quit because of your nonsense yeah. and then a film student second year came in and be like, How about we do it like this, guys? And they're like, Yeah, that's fine, just and get then, in
0: the can. Or they go, you know what'd be great do? Why don't we put just all these things at the end and the credits and it will be like a secret credits thing? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh so he decides not to. Now we get our whole infiltration scene. Um, we uh, find the He gets all the uh, the attacks and kind of triangulates them to this area. And he goes, "What's there?" And that's like the hunting lodge. Of, oh, and he draws the red marker on the yeah. map. but Manny goes in first. Mm-hmm. Uh, he takes peyote, and you know he goes, "The tree speak." And yeah, he's leave. going on in his own mission because it's Fronsac,
1: Manny. No, and, they all and go. The, and the kid, right? They all
0: go, but like uh, Manny, like gets too fucked up on Peyote. Fronsack like almost gets hit by the cage that comes down. Uh-huh. So Manny goes on in his own. And like I said, with the red and the black and the shadows, it's very Indiana Jones kind of filmed when he's in it. Manny takes down a lot of dudes, but finally, and and also the witchy woman in the beginning, that he finally gets subdued. And uh, we kind of don't see what happens to him until the next morning. We see his body being thrown off.
1: Manny? Yeah. Well, I mean, we see him, like, killed. Like, we see him shot. But we don't see. Yeah, and when we see him shot, we see
0: this man in a mask, and he uses his right hand. Very important. Right. Also, when the kid is describing what happened, she said, I heard a flute. And there was a man
1: with the beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she describes what we assume she describes because we're seeing it in video form, in visual form through this flashback. And she's just like, yeah, he, a man A man was with this beast and he was tall. And like, and we see what we see is a man in a cape and like a fucked up hand. And a like tricorn pl- hat with and, like a weird. Well, he's wearing the mask. He's yeah, wearing that, like yeah, the yeah, devil's yeah. mask.
0: Yeah. The beast mask. Yeah. Like what you'd see in a tarot card. So. Now, um, when Manny gets shot, we see like a glimpse of that gentleman and he puts down his right hand. And then, Mm -hmm. like, you know, obviously he was a shooter. Finally, Manny's body's thrown off. Fronsek covers it. And, uh, you know, he's like, Trying to dress his wounds, like, is you know, because he's got things in taxidermy. Obviously, he's also an undertaker, and he finds a bullet hole and he goes, Oh, Eureka. And he pulls it out and it's silver. Now, if you remember in the beginning of the movie, we didn't mention it, but he, um, Fransack, uh, is talking to, uh, uh Jean Francois. Jean Francois. And Jean Francois, he goes, Silver, like when he shows him one of his like, bullets. What, are you afraid of werewolves? And he goes, No, I just like to sign, uh, I just like to put my signature on my kill. Right being a hunter as i am he pulls it out and it's a silver fucking bullet and then he grabs it in his palm and then punches the table and we know what's gonna happen next right right.
1: right. this is where it really starts that that um do we don't Zach even was mentioning earlier this is where it starts to be like oh it puts the it if we didn't figure it out by now which if you're watching closely you definitely have but if you hadn't figured it out by now this is where they wink at the audience and be like do you, do you yeah see, do you see where yeah. where we're yeah, going yeah, with we're, this Yeah,
0: we're going and the, the movie takes a full on turn from its kind of Jaws murder mystery or whatever to a full on yeah. fucking revenge film where we don't even see, uh, Franck putting on makeup or doing whatever. Franck just now appears with a bow and flaming arrows and just destroys that lodge. It's fucking Rambo with now. Face paint, yeah, with face paint on and just doesn't say a word and he's got like. Manny's Tomahawk, and dude, he just waylays everybody like kills almost every single person in the hunting lodge and there was some great action there's one where he snapmares a dude through the floor there's one where a dude attacks him he blocks he he gets him in the um, he hits him with the tomahawk and the collarbone and then pushes him against the wall and then is not satisfied enough and then kicks him through the wall mm-hmm. there is some fucking great and they're all practical effects by the way
1: oh yeah this is a, this is a stunt show in Breakaway Wood there's obviously there's going to be some complimentary CG to put in some smoke and some dust yeah but this is definitely Wire work Practical yep. props Yep um, A stunt man who You know a- Yeah Absolutely fantastic. Chef's kiss on On all the action The stunt, in this the movie. stunt performance Is really really Fucking terrific it's, it's done Even though it's really Not the focus of the show So they're not overly Showing off It's definitely f-
0: they Choreographed mix, Like they mix a in Bruce
1: Lee Or the, a Brandon Lee
0: They mix in The film. physical drama Perfectly mm-hmm. Because You have This death And it must be an avenged. And instead of doing it in the rest of the act, because we still have this piece to deal with, and we still have this love story to finalize, instead of being like a long, drawn-out thing, we're like, no, we're just going to wrap it up in a great eight-minute scene. Kill murder scene. Uh And I like this. Old Boy also does this. Uh, A lot of movies do this. Count Cristo does this. And um, he gets his revenge. And then after this, and I I noticed it this time, but not before, when he... Uh, burns man, cremates Manny and takes his ashes. He also takes his like magical bracelet or his his uh, medicine bracelet rather. Mm-hmm. Now it seems like Franzek's back to normal. He's not a murderous killer. Right, his, his
1: psychology goes, really changes. changes. I, I noticed this too since you were just talking about that scene when he goes what we'll call Rambo. Yeah. He takes you don't see him do this, but it's clear what happened is he took his hand in black paint and then smears it across his face. Yeah. Jungle style. Yeah. But later in the in the, yeah, fo- in yes. the final confrontation yeah, he, he does has it, manny's he paint pain, on exactly. and it's very
0: meticulously done yeah it's like it's like an actual war mask and not like
1: a brave heart like just a Splat, splatter, splatter and, yeah. and scrape it's very meticulously done and it breeds we were talking about this during the film but it breeds that idea that he's finished the revenge bit and or, now it's the finalization of of all the relationships all right. in and one. and so he's clear-headed. He's yeah. thoughtful. He's clear-headed when he's on the podium and he's calling out all the members. Yeah,
0: and not only that, but he's flipping his swords and he's way smart. And you're right, he's calling out everybody. And uh, the way he moves is like
1: more, way more martial art and less brutal. Right, because there's there's a flow of fight that's not methodical. He just goes forward, looks his head down, and... As we were mentioning earlier that Manny pretty much doesn't talk, except for that yeah. one scene where they're exactly. prepping the weapons to go hunt. Yeah. And he explains he doesn't like firearms. Yeah, like, he too, goes, much too, spell, too much bell, too much noise. Yeah. yeah. And it's and it's like a very like stoic uh, silent bob sort of line. Yeah. because um, he doesn't do any soliloquies or monologues. Like that's the only scene in which he talks, I believe. Yeah. Or well no. No, no, no well, he talks, he talks, when he talks and about he it. He yeah, and, okay. So he yeah, does yeah. that. But in action, yeah. he's not speaking. And when Fronsack turns Rambo and starts just causing a fire, murdering these people. Like He draws mm. them out by lighting the stable on fire mm. and then just picks them off. It's something I've definitely done in uh, Assassin's Creed where you blow something up and all the guards go, let's go over here, and then you just pluck them off until you're out there. Yeah, exactly. But that scene is done in relative, again, vocal silence. Now
0: after this,
1: um, we
0: know our statement is clear that the... Because when he's in there and kicking all the ass going Rambo, he notices that book, a lot of prints are there. Oh, like, yeah. He, oh, he comes around a
1: room where there's a table of these uh, exactly
0: books. So then he finally he grabs one at a certain point. He goes, What's the truth behind this? And da da da, and this and that. And they're like, You know, you are d- fucked. And they, they, are, no, no, sorry. No, no. I, I, let me rewind. Go back. Uh, the next morning after uh cremating Manny, he gets knocked he gets arrested and knocked out. And I was saying to you, like, wait a minute, he just kicked all that ass, and I was thinking about, oh, the spirit of Manny's gone. That's why he he's weaker. Mm-hmm. He gets thrown in jail. He's about to be hung. Monica Belushi's character comes in and hot as fuck, just like every other scene she's in. And uh like we were saying, she goes get our our, our gentleman a meal. He's eating, and as she's explaining the plot, he gets more and more and more poison Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. he starts coughing more and more and she explains I mean if you read between the lines she goes I'm working for the Pope this has gone too far even though it was his plan for the the, you know in the
1: beginning but he had planned something different Different. this rogue group it's it's gone way too far let's be zealots now and go way overboard and create this masked cabal exactly who you find out is in charge of the beast so she's like enough's enough time
0: for a change and sorry you have to go um she doesn't say that but he falls like (laughs) dead and, and she goes i've told you too much already we see him get buried and of course a couple hours later she digs him up and just like romeo and juliet brings him back but we don't actually see her bring him back we just see the grave robbing now um now we see uh vincent castle right before this rape scene with his sister His sister's about to drink some milk, and he goes, don't drink that, dear sister. They're trying to kill you. And he explains that you know too much. We should leave together as a romantic couple. And then That's way gross. Then she kind of obviously resists, and he's like, do you want to die, or do you want to come with me? And he goes, is it because of my arm? And then he reveals the secret. You know that he is the Beastmaster because he has his right arm bound where it was supposed to be taken off by this lion who by the way is the beast of Javadon. Um and you see his hand it's got long fingernails it's got atrophied but yet it's buff he must like you were saying he must work that shit out right
1: because he keeps it bound in a corset a hammerlock a position. hammerlock stuck in by a corset that he wears to keep it there and it's really pale and it looks like when you put your toes in the bathtub for too long and yeah. it's all like wrinkly and waterlogged, scar tissue, of course. And you know, it's sweaty and smelly. Oh my God. that! Must, oh, I didn't but, even think about but that. There, That's got to smell so oh, bad. Oh,
0: I do because remember when she says the beast didn't attack because she smelled my your stink on him. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's the hand that pets. Oh yeah, for sure. So there you go. There's that. Um, and then anyway, it's pretty much clear that she gets raped by him, but at the same time, I mean, even though he's like the villain and whatever, at least he doesn't want her to die. I kind of get
1: got to give him a little bit of sympathy. Hard no. Okay, hard he's no. An on in, you. He's an insane person. He's gone crazy. And he doesn't like he's he doesn't like love her and it's just awkward like he has this break he cries to the priest sardi before this yeah. interaction and that's yeah, how we he's find like, out I'm, there's yeah. only one thing that can be done with marianne because he's like save marianne i want her to be on our side i want i can i can convince her and, and remember the priest this is sardi like,
0: is more no. the sardi is more important than jean francois and marianne's uh, uh family even though the family is royalty the sardi is he the, works for god exactly He he's works the for one, God. he's the one in control and and Almost in and in control of the wolf, so finally we go back to our main save point, and this is the first time we see it at nighttime.
1: And we see the uh, this is the ruins courtyard, right?
0: Yes, yeah. the, the, the Pacte de Lou is there. They're all in red, and they all have these beast masks, and they're saying like you know. Finally, the king has listened to us. We are of God and da-da-da. And, uh, and, and, right. and if
1: he doesn't listen to, to this, then we, he what, will. We'll bring we, the beast we, to his yeah, doorstep. We'll, thre- we'll threaten all of the cities. What if there was a, a beast in every, every city. city and they start to talk about this sort of bringing the world or really France beyond this small village yeah. to the church back into Kinda the Kind of like fold. this was the experimental and it's working. Right, Let's right, right. see
0: if we could take this mainstream. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah, basically, yeah. So, right then is when we see um we see the knight. I'm going right. to call him that now, Chevalier,
1: he, Chevalier de Franceac.
0: Yeah, he comes up and he goes, "I will name those before God," and he points all of them out with their mm-hmm. masks and just names them all. And then, of course, fucking Vincent Castle goes, "Amen," and takes off his. They all run away, but Vincent Castle does not and he shows his evil arm and he pull and then he opens up his coat and he's and got he dis- a fucking rubs. he's got a fucking sword uh, uh
1: what do you a, a, bone, a sword chain a bone chain sword a bone chain a-la sword soul
0: caliber. caliber and meanwhile Fronsac jumps down right before this and makes short work of the goons by flipping like two short swords like like as if they are fucking batons just a- way a-la lady a-la volo exactly of same game one of my favorite scenes is he's laying down on his uh back he's prone and this guy swings at him with a sword he does a triangle catch with his legs brings him forward and stabs him and then like turns him around and kicks him in the back and you're like fuck man that's so cool like how much tekken did you play to figure out all- anyway uh so they have their one on one battle it is fantastic now this was 2001 the cgi is a little dated but there's very little CGI in this movie, let alone the scene. There's a lot of practical effects. But the practical the CGI on the sword, I don't really mind it because it's supposed to be a magical sword anyway?
1: I mean, a fantasy sword, surely. I wouldn't say that it's magic, um, but certainly like technical and fantasy. Dude, there's no way chains can go together and straighten up. Yeah. Okay. No, they don't. But like a little willing suspension, and yes, they do. You know, and they have not otherwise illustrated that magic, magic fully exists. All I'm saying, they're like, is it? All I'm saying. In in my campaign, there
0: was this sword of the wolf, and it was that, and it was magic. It was a plus three. Sure. Sure. But I just, I don't...
1: <laughs> you can take that well, into your while campaign that in, if you while want. While that inspiration is and it had reached, that gleaned. was its ability. It was, a, it was a long sword, but it had a reach. Right, 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 right. In which I love the effect. And I'm still not bothered, because you're so caught up in the action. We're obviously cinephiles, and we're looking at it from a specific lens, because this is a filmmaker's movie. Like, you can't tell me it's yeah. not. Yeah. No, or, or this I is... I don't mind the any sword photographer, being a little bit differently done. Any photographer would
0: fall in love with this movie. Oh, for like, sure. Just just anybody that's ever used a camera um, besides on their phone or got into it, like it is all about the stylization, everything about this movie, and this just helps on it. The story's great. Everything's great about it. The music's great, but what really takes this movie over the hill is its shots, its beautiful lighting, all this stuff. So- It goes as you would expect. Fransac does defeat um, Jean, and then he does this cool thing, like in Final Fantasy, where he does the one-wing angel, where he tucks his arm, because he goes, Marianne, see me now. And then he dies, and then he doesn't want her to see her as a monster, so he tucks it in.
1: Oh, I didn't pick that up. That's why he's hiding it. yeah.
0: So we get our finale where they all make off on a boat, but there's a sad part first where the Marquise. please take over this part because you know more more about the revolution. I do when the Marquise is done telling the story at
1: the end of the, at the end of the film. So, so there there's the final confrontation. There's the fight, those that need to die, die. And now we flash forward to, this is going to be about 1794 ish. Um, It's because it's, it's like 40 years later. The guy's like, you know, Sixty years old, and there's a angry mob waiting outside. They're gonna fucking um, who's who's gonna who's gonna take his head off. And it makes it's, me really sad because, like, I don't. The Marquis didn't do anything negative. No, he didn't. And, then he, and they illustrate that he's yeah. walking down the hallway with wor- he, basically working class people. And
0: he could have he could have escaped with them on the boat. They, yeah. When they show it, like the Shawshank Redemption kind of shot, where they're in sunlight on Front the boat.
1: Is, oh yeah, on the yes. Sorry. That and they
0: part, said yeah. we could, we could. I could have left with them, and I never saw them again. But I had a duty to my people to stay
1: behind. Right. And then he walks down this staircase slowly as this narration is going, and there's music playing. And the, the pitchfork. All of and, his yeah. staff looks uh, like somberly and like smiles. Do you as think he they die by. too? The staff. I don't like, know. like the working people of that, I think they could have made deals. I think, I think you were either loyal to your person until they died, which means you would die because you'd so be So like they were people.
0: house servants.
1: They're house servants, yeah. yeah. So, so they are, sl- they, well, slightly. They, they are more wealthy by a couple of shillings than the people who were angry outside, but they- At the end of the day, they lived in the same neighborhood. They, they did, right? So I'm not, I would have to look that up about what actually happened to those people mm. during the revolution. Mm. Um, but he comes out of the home and he's being marked. we you know we and again it takes some liberties that we the audience know what's going on with the french revolution and the beheading of the aristocracy and clearly it didn't matter like if you were if you wore yeah. fancy breeches, you lose your head yeah it and was it, and it's his house like he owns the, the estate and the house but the king and the sort of regency that's that's happening and all the people in that court are Although a uh, very apocryphal, are basically saying let them eat cake if there's no bread.
0: Yeah. So let me ask you this: um, Do you think this could ever happen in modern times? Like that kind of like like v for vendetta kind of like, uh, you know what? The people have woken and we're done. It. Do you think it's possible? I'm not saying if it's gonna. happen. I mean, do you
1: think it's actually feasible at this point for that to be for a coup to be successful? Yeah, for for a people's coup to be successful. Yes, yes, it's feasibly possible.
0: I don't think it is because but, of the way that we're devised with like whether it be the culture war with transgenderism. or okay. even so, e-
1: in that case, my answer is no. I don't think because it be. with the current climate in any environment, yes, it could happen. But isn't but this the, the current, weirdest climate, in the current environment? We're not mad enough. We've
0: been on this pl- about the same thing. We've been on this planet for a bit, like forty years. People think is like, oh, you're only forty. Forties a long fucking time, especially because we grew up in the age with the internet, and I, and us went through puberty at the same time. It was an
1: accelerated development of technology, really, really
0: quickly. Because we went from uh, telephone cords with with like little curly Q <laughs> wires, and the brrr, brrr, and we we went from that. We went from seeing a cell phone in a car, you had to be a millionaire. We went from uh, you know flying in a plane had cigarette fucking ashtrays mm-hmm. in it. We went from all this to within, I'm not even lying, 5 years. Oh, it we, changed very rapidly. We the had, internet
1: exploded and changed things very rapidly. Do we excelled so quickly? You would think the technology excelled. We didn't go anywhere and that's the fucking problem. Well, that yeah.
0: Another podcast. You would think you would think that with everything going on, people would smarten up, but instead we no dumbed way. down No way
1: because that's that's and that would never be how it would happen. Because once the technology becomes available to make something easier, then that thing gets put on basically autopilot. Yeah. And you don't take... I and it's not every... But this is a generalization, obviously, but the the Vox Populi doesn't take the time to consider, hey, is this how you get Skynet? Yes, it is. Well, not only that, um, do, uh, do, there is this thing done... We, we just stopped thinking about it.
0: There uh, there is this thing done recently where kids that would score 100, which is the natural IQ average. Right Right now, um, the national average in America is 97. That's a huge drop. Mm. No, it is. And then they looked at the worst performing people and they had the most hours logged on TikTok. Like, people that would do well, that sure. are very good, or they're, they're just like, they can't be bothered, kind of thing. Like, more, <laughs> give, give it to me in my veins,
1: please, please, please. That's a longer conversation than I think is going to attach to the end this of this is, podcast. This, but this I, is
0: what we do on th- the Knife Party, I dude. think
1: that I disagree with you about... Basically, what you're, what, what you're getting at is the generalization of the TikTok generation is doing less good on the IQ test. Yes. Okay. Less well, actually. <laughs> All right. Less- <laughs> no, nope, you've got me there. Less well. Uh, okay. Um, but and I think we were talking about this the other night when we were uh, at the brewery, um, it's generational, different... You don't know how to make a wagon. No. Like they're, like the comedian I was talking about who's like, these Gen Zers don't know how to write cursive and like do this thing with this old piece of technology. No, of course they don't. They're learning new and different skills, and the IQ test... Could be re that ev- could be reevaluated for its that assaying that skills that about s- one's intelligence. That being said,
0: being a Boy Scout, I know how to make a fire. I know how to find north. I know how to do this. I know how to cook. I know how to do my taxes. I know how it to got one up on me on that one. I know how to stitch a wound. I know how to perform CPR. Like I know a like life skills that people should know. Zombie apocalypse appropriate skills. Well, dude, I have a zombie door right there. Notice the big piece of wood. Um, I know I, oh, nice. That's a secret door. See, I have a secret door in my house. This used to be a garage. It's I, not anymore. But I can see it. Well, I mean, that's because you're an elven. A, a and you, be, I'm a true believer. You're an elven, <laughs> and you rolled like above a 66%. Right. Well, shit, man. I think we did. I think that's Brotherhood of the Wolf. We're already at a hour and 30 minutes. That's usually how we roll. Uh, how did you feel about your first time doing a podcast?
1: Uh, I got to say it was a lot of fun. I wasn't prepared to sort of do it live. I think you had said that to me but I I'm, say we do it live there's no editing. This I'm, is a on-demand radio. Sure. Is what I call this. It's a radio show. That yeah, which which is interesting cuz I'm more actually used to doing that. I would do you you don't know who um do you know Judd Hillwine? Uh yeah, of course I do. Okay. So Judd Finkelstein the the owner of that. He runs a little like who's who of wherever and I was on one of those so I'm I am on a podcast somewhere but it wasn't sort of the dedicated like process it was not explained to me as well as you explained the pre-op of this and you know the theme of, of all this but I liked it um, I I do kind of want to do my own. Well, I shit, have some we information will. Uh, I do share you, about do stuff. You,
0: you don't have a business uh, email or anything else out yet, correct? How I, do people give a, a, get in touch with you? Oh,
1: pray real hard. I don't exist on the internet pretty much. Okay, well, I, I'll tell you
0: this. You guys know yeah. it's knifepartypod at yahoo.com. If you want to submit anything for Mr. Theodore Alexander, I'll go and forward to him. But you motherfuckers never email me anyway. <laughs> you, you always just message me on Twitter. There, but yeah, hit me up.
1: I got but, a full cool mustache. I'm
0: pretty uh, sexy. We'll see what I can do. Yeah, we. Yeah. Anyway, um, thanks very much, man. For being on the show. Uh, absolutely, man.
1: This was absolutely a pleasure. We're gonna have to do another obscure one soon. Oh, we're, I'm coming back for, for, for perfume. You bet your ass, dude. We got to do perfume. I in the, the in the, the theme ol- of French period pieces. My like, there's so much weirdness going on in that, and just there some- is some. Helen Rickman at his finest, too, by the way. A big cast, too.
0: A really big cast. It's a huge cast. And And a sleeper, too. This was very underrated.
1: I think a lot of people just passed on this.
0: All right, guys. Well, thank you very much from all of us at the Knife Party. Remember, be kind. Rewind. And I think with that, I need to return some videotapes.
1: Yeah, those blockbuster pads are adding up, huh?
0: Yeah, they are.
1: All right. Good night, everybody.